Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for well-qualified customers. Contact us before canceling accounts to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. What the hell was that, Gamecocks? What the hell was that? You know, I had a concern. Never say I, I, I don't have a concern for my fellow man, for my fellow Americans. I was deeply concerned for Beamer's other foot at halftime of that game on Saturday, Diesel. Had a, had a very deep concern. The, um, you know, the Gamecocks went to halftime trailing 24-3. to And has, ever, has anyone ever been in two walking, <laughs> two walking boots at the same time? I, I was screaming from the top of a mountain. Remove all Gatorade bottles, tables, chairs, effective immediately. This man does not have control of his emotions. Terrified for him. Thankfully, thankfully, by the grace of all that is good and holy, we are told that Shane Beamer still only has one walking boot on. Folks, the spread of Missouri-South Carolina was one touchdown. One touchdown. Okay. Um, that was supposed to be a very competitive game. That was varsity against JV. I had a hunch it was. Diesel, you know, I said to you all last week, man, I said, how, how is this game projected to be so close? Like, I don't get it. What am I missing here? You know, what am I missing? And every once in a while, Las Vegas knows something you don't know. And every once in a while, you're right. So, guys, full confessional, I bet on Missouri. This weekend, I also bet on Clemson. That was my one college football loss. Okay, I went five and one in college football games, two and two in the NFL. Um, but I bet on Missouri minus seven, and I said at Missouri, this is at Missouri. You know, South Carolina's lost seventeen of their last nineteen SEC road games. Okay, this is the best Missouri has been. You know. Um, South Carolina's injury list looks as deep as your grocery store receipt from Ingalls. All right? I mean, it's, it's that long. This, like, when, when I started thinking about it, I'm like, this game's not going to be close. And it wasn't. But Las Vegas said it was going to be close. Chris Phillips, who joins us in half an hour, had South Carolina winning this game. And I've got to ask you guys this question. Have the Gamecocks quit on this season? At this point, because that to me was the most disturbing thing that I saw was just there was a resigned, oh, well, this sucks. We'd rather be in the other Columbia. There was very much that vibe going on here like they didn't want to be there. They wanted to be anyone anywhere but there. That effort or lack thereof was something else. 
And it's year three for Shane Beamer. Year four for Eli Drinkwitz. All right? Again, year three for Beamer. Year four for Eli Drinkwitz. Objectively speaking, who's doing a better job building a program? Anyone? Bueller? Fry? Who's doing a better job? Hit us on the Mad World Attractions text line, 71307. Just start your text with the word fan, and away you go. Um, That's a somewhat rhetorical question, meaning you don't have to answer it because it's obvious, right? It's obvious who's doing a better job building a program. Madcraft says Shane Beamer might be dumb enough to kick something with the same broken foot. Uh, Texter says, Sam Beamer is a special teams coach, and his staff consists of toys from the land of misfits. Oh, you pulled my island of misfit toys quote. I love that, Texter. Good usage. Now Mongo says the the team hasn't quit. They're just just that injured. They're just that injured. That was buffoonery. That was complete and total buffoonery. That's what that take was, Mongo. That's what that take was. Yeah, they're they're just injured. Yeah, no one else has that, Mongo. Yeah, no, no. Uh, what do you expect, Texter says, from a special teams assistant coach whose staff is made from Island of Misfit Toys? Mark and Diesel, after this football season, I'm confident you can add crisis counselors to your resume. Uh, we got a clip on that. You know, Texter wanted to know, have we addressed uh, Dabo's postgame? Texter, that looks like it's coming up in the 520 segment today. So stay tuned. Okay, stay tuned. We got a couple segments on the Gamecocks here. We got Chris Phillips. We got the top five at five. And then we got that. Okay. Um, The Gamecocks are in the bleeper, but my Ravens are going to get another ring. Got to find my silver lining. So says Mongo. Mongo, Bongo. Dabo will make necessary adjustments in the office. He's not going to say what everybody wants to hear right now. That's not how he operates. Uh, He might be down, but he ain't out. It won't be an overnight fix but he will return us to where we once were. Clemson fans, <laughs> calm down. I don't dispute that. I don't dispute that, Texter, but he's going to have to get with the program of the modern-day college football era in order to do that. That's not going to be a possibility if he stays doing what he is. All right? Folks, the Gamecocks were never in the game on Saturday. Never in the game. And they were just a one-score underdog. In 33 games at South Carolina, Shane Beamer is now 17 wins and 16 losses. When is this nightmare going to end? Will Muschamp was 19 and 14. No, we're not the little brother. We're not. Okay. A couple of losses ago, we announced that the honeymoon was over. They got to get that guy out. They got to get him out. Now we wonder if some of the goodwill folks is wearing off. Boom, out of here. In Columbia. We wonder if some that, that fits beautifully, Diesel. That Our fit, fans suck. That that just fits so beautifully. I just want, so beautifully. this one didn't fit. I just wanted to play it. Our fans suck. <laughs> so my question is, guys. My question is: Is Shane Beamer still your guy? Is he still your dude? If you're a Gamecock fan, just shoot straight with me, because what I'm seeing a lot of Diesel is, oh, we suck, we suck. Well, that doesn't explain anything. That can't carry a segment. We suck can't carry a segment. Like, you guys thought you were on the up and up. Even Las Vegas had an over-under win total for you of six and a half wins. They had that over-under win total knowing your starting left tackle was out for the year. Six and a half wins. Okay? I mean, that was known. We were aware of that. 
All right. So what's the explanation? What's the excuse here? All right. Is he still your guy? Now, look, this was a contest where many folks thought that they'd get the Gamecocks best shot. And it was a total no-show at all. The wheels have officially fallen off in Columbia for the season. And in my opinion, given that showing, Shane Beamer's seat is now warm for the very first time. We said had entering the season he was under pressure. Not the hot seat, but he was under pressure. Why? Because Will Muschamp produced a 9-4 and four season. Shane Beamer produced an 8-5 and five season. But Will Muschamp couldn't sustain that. Beamer was under pressure to show he could. Mission impossible. Mission failed. I think Beamer's insistence on meeting the blue chip ratio, you guys remember what that is? More than half of your recruits have to be four and five stars. Those are the teams that win the national championship. Beamer very clearly cares about that. He recruits based on that. It's resulting in a lack of depth on the Gamecocks, right? A lack of depth that can't overcome injury. Recruit and develop, Shane, three star players who can contribute. Because I can't name many Power 5 teams that have more glaring holes than the Gamecocks do. Exhibit A, the best running back is directly out of Division 2. Okay? Like, should that happen in the Power 5? The best running back you have is from Division 2. Say it out loud. How bad does that sound? Stop following the blue chip ratio. Start building depth. You need it badly. All right? Um, this 2-5 and five record is unacceptable on all counts. And I want you guys to be aware of something, Gamecocks. I picked you to beat Texas A&M. As of right now, I am not coming off of that pick. If I pick you and you let me down, that's it for you and I this year. That's it. All right? And again, remember, the difference between you and Clemson fans. You know, Diesel always says about how much you guys are alike. Well, Clemson fans are like, oh, my God, we suck. What is going on? What, what, what caused this dumpster fire? Like Clemson fans are looking inward. They're accepting accountability. Dear God, we suck. May God have mercy on this program. Right? Gamecock fans want to fight everybody. And no, Texter, it's not every Gamecock fan. But on my timeline, it is. On my timeline, I'm seeing Clemson fans accepting accountability for their team. And Gamecock fans want to blame everyone but themselves. You know, like that's, guys, we're all products of our experiences. Okay? That is my experience. If you don't want me to say that, then talk to Gamecock fans so I don't have that experience. Okay? Because, you know, I, I say, you know, my, my opening statement on Clemson and Miami. Okay, my my I mean Clemson and South Carolina were that were the following. Okay, you tell me if this is homering it up for Clemson. Okay, or you know, kicking South Carolina while they're down, which is what I've heard a lot. Okay. Clemson has had a different reason or excuse for every other outcome this year prior to Miami. In Duke, they should have won but gave the game away. 
Against Florida State, they controlled the game, but a costly fumble and a missed field goal cost them. Against Wake Forest, well, the team came out flat. No more excuses, Clemson. No more excuses. That's what I said to them. My my opening salvo on South Carolina um, was very simply that they were in a contest where many thought we'd see their best shot, and they were never in the game. The wheels have officially fallen off for Columbia. And given the showing, Beamer's seat is now warm for the very first time. I think I'm hard on both teams. I think I'm hard on both programs. The difference is Clemson fans take it. They like the tweet. They retweet it. They say, you're dead on, Mark Ryan. Um, South Carolina fans say, you're fat. (laughs) You're fat, Mark Ryan. You're fat. Bet you wouldn't say that to my face. (laughs) Ooh. As he types that out on a keyboard. Yeah. (laughs) Come on, man. Come on. You wouldn't step to me. I mean, I'm not stepping to you, but you definitely wouldn't step to me. Well, I'll step to the goose that that is your profile picture. How about that? How about that? All right, my friends, your thoughts on this. Um, Have you soured on Shane Beamer? Is he losing some of the goodwill that he garnered? Is Shane Beamer still your guy? 844-FAN-PHONE, that's 844-F-A-N-F-O-N-E, that's 844-326-3663, and we'll tackle that next, right here on the most interactive sports talk show anywhere. It's Offsides, Mark Ryan and Diesel, and we are the Fan Upstate. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress-them-on-the-third-date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile Essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice-cold reward. Medela is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know, the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter. And Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Port, Chicago, Illinois. No, it's not all of you Gamecock fans. It's not all of you. But on my timeline, it's a majority of Gamecock fans that I'm interacting with. Our fans suck. That's Crazy Ralph. By the way, Diesel, I'm not sure if you saw this. Crazy Ralph has a Twitter account. Followed us on the really? Fan Upstate. Followed me. Crazy Ralph is out there, man. That's good. Man about town. Just, you know, it should be harder for Clemson to lose than Gamecocks. You guys are used to losing. Clemson is not. Okay? Yet Clemson fans are the ones that are accepting accountability for the loss. Oh, my God. What a dumpster fire. I mean, that's objectivity. 
right? Gamecock fans are waiting for you to say something bad about their team. Then they jump all over you with personal insults. Clemson fans, calm down. And again, that's not all of you. It's not all of you, but it's largely been my experience on social media. Let's get to Jordan and Greer, who is up next. Hey, Jordan, thanks for the call, pal. You're off sides. Hey, Mark. Hey, Diesel. How are y'all doing today, guys? I'm doing well, Great. man. Well, hopefully a little bit better than you. <laughs> well, us Gamecocks fans, man, we can be a very touchy bunch. But I'll tell you what, Mark, we have got to hold our coach and not just Shane Beamer, but our position coaches accountable as well. And this defense has been atrocious for the last three or four years. I'm what you, We have what you call opportunistic defense the last couple of years, which means we get turnovers. Where have those turnovers been for that defense? And they have not been there, Mark. So you're not good at stopping the run. You're not a good opportunistic, and you're not good at bend or don't break. So where is this defense, and what, what's the uh, – What's the strength of this defense? We don't know what it is. They're not Could creating. They're not, they're, they're not creating turnovers. They're eating apple turnovers. That's the problem, Jordan. That's 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 really the issue there. That you you are out rushed, two hundred and twenty to sixty nine, and that's not the good kind of sixty nine. Yes, uh, absolutely. And uh, back to your point with the running backs and the offensive line, man. You have Spencer Rattler, the hottest quarterback last year. Uh, one of the hottest quarterbacks in the country, and you can't get any offensive linemen and running backs to come play with this guy. I mean, that's just bad recruitment on Beamer's part, right? Well, you missed the and, uh, you missed the transfer portal guy, and I'm blanking on his last name right now. That LSU got, and he's been a real yeah. difference maker for LSU. Um, yeah, I, I'm, I'm blanking on the LSU running back's name, but uh, that was the guy South Carolina really wanted. And you miss on him. Right. So what what's right. going on here is the defense under Clayton White has gotten no better. Okay. And the offensive mm. line has gotten worse. And when you lose Marshawn Lloyd, you lose your offensive line, you lose your starting left tackle, right? Uh, you know, mm-hmm. you, you almost wonder if Beamer's biggest fault was overestimating the roster that he had. He needed to fill a lot more holes. Than he has, and now we're midway through the season. The wheels are falling off, and the solutions aren't there for him, right? Right, and and one point on that offensive line, it's not an excuse by no means, Mark, but you have 10 offensive linemen that are hurt, and that, that does hurt. You're, you're at way at the bottom, but it's it's the next guy up mentality, right? I mean, everybody's got to have that. Andrews is, is a part of the game. Juice Wells is out. Xavier Leggett, but these guys have got to be taking reps on offense and defense like they're the next man up. And I'm not seeing that kind of coaching. I'm not seeing that kind of mentality. And uh, he's got to be coaching his butt off, man. And I'm just not seeing that. Yeah, no, I'm not seeing it either, Jordan. Thanks so much for the phone call. I do really appreciate it, Jordan. Thanks for uh, bringing us up. Thanks for showing me that there are reasonably-minded Gamecock fans out there. You know, folks, I I know that to be true. I know that 90% of you Gamecock fans are good, wholesome people. But the 10% are the most vocal. I think Dabo was saying this last week, man. He was like, social media has given a loud microphone to the vocal minority, and they all seem to want to come at me. You know, they don't like the truth-telling. They don't. Well, I'm sorry. I've always been Jim Carrey in the movie Liar, Liar. I cannot tell a lie. Let's get to John Edward Kruger in Rock Hill. 
Hey, John, what's good, man? Well, I wasn't putting us out. I tell you much. And we just, Mark, Diesel, we just, <laughs> look, I'm not laughing because it's funny. It's not. It's just, we got a ass kick. We, we did. And it's just, let me tell you all this real quick. And then I'll, you know, because I know you got Chris coming on here in a little bit. But, um, look, you got, I think you got the halftime on Saturday. And I, look, I am a Gamecock through and through, but it's just, we do, y'all, we got the halftime on that game on Saturday, and I'm like, look, I'm not going to sit here and suffer through this today. I'm not. There's plenty of other good games on, and, like, I did keep up with the game in the second half, but it's not like I was invested in it, if that makes sense. 100%. No, John, 100%. So here's what I want to know, John. Are you still yes. standing with Shane Beamer? Is he still your guy, or is, is, is that waning? No, he's still my guy. I just think they're – like, I do agree with you. I just heard you say he probably overestimated, in a way, how good some of these guys weren't – no, sorry. He probably thought some of these guys were better than they actually are. I had to rephrase how I said that, but – He he really drastically overplayed his hand, and now there's not mm-hmm. much he can do, and he doesn't have the depth. I also think, John – He's not going after the three-star players anymore because he wants to hit the blue-chip ratio, and it's resulting in him not having any depth on the team, and the best running back is from Division Two, and starting offensive linemen are from <clears throat> Yale. You know what I mean? And it's just th- that's, yeah. that's not SEC caliber. Uh, that's not an SEC caliber player. And so, you know, Missouri's yeah. having their best year in forever, and you expect to go to um, Missouri – with a Yale offensive lineman with a D2 running back and come out with a win? Like, come on, man. It's just yeah. it's not going to yeah. happen. And he's really – I mean, his job is is roster management. And, and, John, I actually think for the first time since he's been in Columbia, his seat is warm for the first time. Like, let me ask you this real quick. I got some – like, let me ask this. You, you asked – sorry, I didn't answer your question about Beamer, like if it was waning or not. I don't think for me – Personally, it's waning quite yet, but I guess I've started to, like, realize, like, if this is, let's just say, for example, year five and year six and you're still having issues, you, there, I will start to maybe come around. But as of right now, to answer your question, no, it's, he's still my guy, and it, I don't think it's waned, even though there are questions on the team. What was my other – what was your other question you asked me? Well, yeah, I just asked, is he still is he still your guy? Yeah, yeah, he is. is. The seat yeah, warm. Is right I think now. the seat is warming up. John, thanks so much for the call. Good to hear from you. Uh, I appreciate the calls, guys. On this, a lot of Gamecock fans want to chime in. If you're a Gamecock fan, just just riddle me this: Am I being fair? Am I being fair? And if I am being fair, can you guys have the hard conversation with some of the other bottom ten percenters of the Gamecock fan base? And let them know that Mark Ryan has been nothing but fair. You know, you would think that today you should be fielding a cavalcade of I'm sorry phone calls and text messages. But that that's not how it works, Daisy. <laughs> when you're wrong. We shouldn't be able to get to the rest of our show with yeah. so many interruptions for I'm sorry phone calls. <laughs> yeah, it's not how God, it works. God, Mark, we were really rude to you. We've been really mean to you. It's not going to happen. God forbid you, got, you guys on offsides were actually right about us. Wow. It wasn't just hate. You were right. All right, we got Chris Phillips coming your way next right here on the most interactive sports talk show anywhere. It's Offsides, Mark, Ron, and Diesel, and we are the fan upstate.
We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. It's offsides. Mark Ryan and Diesel, we are... The Fan Upstate joined right now by Chris Phillips. Chris, you pick the Gamecocks to beat Missouri. Waiter, can I have one of what he's having? How did that happen, Chris Phillips? What did you see that uh, none of the rest, none of the rest of us saw? Chris, are you with us? Okay, eight four four Fan Phone. That's eight four four F A N F O N E. That's 844-326-3663 is uh, the number to get to us on the show. Um, and uh, Chris Phillips will be joining us momentarily here on the show. Uh, texter says, oh, this is a text of the day, a nominee. Text of the day. Diesel, we got to start doing something for the text of the day nominees. Texter says, I just saw where the Clemson-South Carolina game is going to be aired on Comedy Central. <laughs> Dexter says, Mark, you have been fair on the Gamecocks. All right, Chris Phillips, we now have him on the line. Chris, uh, Texter says the Clemson-South Carolina game is going to be aired on Comedy Central this year. Uh, it's, it's, it's a really great addition to their, to their lineup and network. Chris, I did, say, <laughs> I did say that you picked the Gamecocks to beat Missouri. And I simply say to that, Chris Wader, can I have one of what he's having? How did you end, how did you arrive at such a disturbing conclusion, Chris? Well, Mark and Diesel, first things first, appreciate you having me on. And, yeah, I would agree, a 9 a.m. kickoff on Comedy Central or Cartoon Network would be fitting for the uh, Palmetto State brawl this year, the way these two teams are playing. But, uh, yeah, Mark, it was a bit of a foolish pick, a little bit silly. You know, I, I sort of – maybe it was some of my garnet and black blood wanting to believe that the Gamecocks would do what they've been under Shane Beamer, which is in the face of adversity, rise to the occasion. And I somewhat ignored, obviously, all of the overwhelming deficiencies in this game on South Carolina's roster and, and – the team that Missouri is, which they're a really good team, and I said that going in, but I thought maybe the Gamecocks would rally around, you know, some of the things that had happened over the week with Shane Beamer's broken foot and some of the chirping about his job status and future in Columbia. And Boy, oh, boy, did they not only – I thought it would at least, Mark, be a competitive game. Um, so not only did they not do that, but they fell flat on their faces and then some. So it was an ugly performance start to finish, a dominating loss, and um, I, I don't know, man, the season's completely off the rails and – and the, the questions about the future are, are really starting to come up, which we knew would happen, right? I mean, it's, it's a wins or loss business, and South Carolina losers are three in a row. Uh, it's a major, major question marks as you close out the month of October and enter the final month of the season. Now, Chris, as a content creator yourself, I don't have to tell you that sometimes the content that you had no idea would get the reach and the play that it gets goes massively viral. So I feel like I have to bring this to your attention and get your take on this. Uh, Man of Tomorrow on our YouTube stream says, South Carolina to the Little Debbie Apple Turnover Bowl confirmed. <laughs> and I, you know, just 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 as a silly little comment, power ranked my three favorite Little Debbie snack items. 
And it's turned into this massive thing with 20, 30 replies to this about Little Debbie snack items. What is your number one Little Debbie snack? That's a good question. Fudge um, rounds, I'm Christmas a, trees, uh, oatmeal cream pies. Yeah, if you want to go the Nick Saban yeah, way, I, I I would probably go oatmeal cream pie. To be honest with you, um, good choice. Yeah, I'm not a huge little Debbie snack guy. To be honest with you, like I'm not a huge. I don't have a major sweet tooth, but the, the Christmas trees are also incredible. That's a, that's a sleeper pick. I think those are very very good. They're better than season, actual season, Christmas right? we're, we're trees. Close. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, exactly. So, no, I'd probably say oatmeal cream pie. Though. That was the one I feel like we always had those stocked in the uh, in the pantry growing up as a kid. So those are the ones I'm probably most fond of. See, Chris, you did have fun in this interview. Okay, look look at what just happened. Yeah. You did. You thought. Dude, at this point, listen, at this point in the South Carolina season, all you can do is laugh. I mean, you'll drive yourself crazy trying to make sense of it all. Or, or, or You know what I mean? You just have to laugh it off at some point. Both South Carolina and Clemson fans. So it's. We're both at that point right now, which is weird, guys. This feels like the, you know, this feels like the rivalry back when I first became a fan, end of '02, beginning of '03, when I was a kid. When this is what it came down to: South Carolina and Clemson were both meeting in that game at five and six. Winner goes to a bowl game, loser goes home. That was a big part of the bragging right. So I feel like we're kind of reverting back to that. It's a strange year for football in the Palmetto State. So, so Chris, let's let's get to some of the five W's here and the how. Mm. But but first of all, um. The, you know, a, a real, a deep dive question. I believe Beamer's seat is now warm for the first time at Columbia because I believe he greatly overestimated what he had on this roster. Greatly, Chris. Um, I think he's overvaluing the blue chip ratio when his roster isn't ready for him to be doing that yet. This team needs a bunch of three stars to be depth, and there are none. The running back is from D2. The offensive lineman is from Mercer and Yale. Um, And Vegas knew this was a a six-and-a-half-win team. That was the over-under. They set that when they knew the left tackle was going to be out. So it's not like that was a surprise to anyone making the prognostications. Should Shane Beamer, should, should his seat be warm right now? I think so, Mark. I mean, I think it's fair. Uh, I think for me to say that it absolutely should be his job status 110%. I'm 100% behind Shane Beamer. We're going to talk about this more on the show tomorrow in detail, just kind of a State of the Union address of where we are in year three of Beamer. But, I mean, how could you say it shouldn't be a little bit warm? I mean, when you look at this roster and this football team, and you mentioned, Mark, the way it's been assembled, I was asked over the weekend uh, by someone on our live show, our post-game call-in show, Chris, you you put all the – you know, you, you call out the coordinators, Marcus Satterfield, Clayton White, others when they're a problem. What about holding Shane Beamer accountable? And, and I wanted to make the point that I, I absolutely do hold him accountable because at the end of the day, guys, this is his roster. Nothing happens at South Carolina. Nothing happens with South Carolina football without him signing off on it. So, I mean, guys, I think absolutely Shane Beamer should start to feel a little bit of heat. I'm not saying he should be on the hot seat, but, I mean, it's not just guys that you're losing. It's the way you are losing. And you lack, you lack depth here. You lack depth there. The O-line this, the DBs that. Well, who put that roster together, guys? So, at the end of the day, I mean, he's getting paid $6.5 million to figure it out. And I, I thought South Carolina, you know, guys, picking seven and five, I, I thought a step back was very possible. I thought six and six was much more likely than eight and four because of some of the question marks you had on the roster. Jalen Nichols going out in the spring game at left tackle, like we mentioned. But, 
not even I saw it getting this bad, this abysmal, this out of sorts. And that falls on Shane Beamer. So I think, guys, it's fair right now. I'm not saying that I'm not calling for his head or saying he should be fired, but it's absolutely fair that Shane Beamer's seat is warming up, or dare I say warm at this point. It's like you said, Mark, before. I mean, it's a good thing to have pressure. It means there's expectations. There's a standard of winning. And South Carolina is falling well below the standard that I think folks, you know, we're expecting this football team and program to be at in year three of his tenure, and it's just not even close to where it should be, in my opinion. Chris, you began your professional endeavor covering the Gamecocks because of your fandom. How do you separate your fandom from your job, which is to create content about, right now, a bad football team, which isn't fun. It isn't fun to create content about a bad football team. Was there an aha moment in your brain at some point early on in your in your tenure doing this that you just said, you know what, turn that off. It's not about protecting the team. It's not about protecting the feelings of those involved. It's just about creating the best content I can create. Well, that's a great question, Diesel. And I, I go back to when I was a kid. You know, I, I'm very grateful, too, that I have the ability to separate the fandom and the professionalism and the content creator and, you know, just be able to call it as I see it, right? I've always done that from the very jump, even though I've been a diehard fan. And the objectivity is set in more and more. My grandfather's the one that got me into it, right? He was a Gamecock fan, but he was many things in life, right? His identity wasn't tied to being a Gamecock or a fan of South Carolina athletics, if you will. So I, I think seeing him and the way that he operated, he would call things very bluntly. And as he saw it, we'd talk about football. There was never any sort of sugarcoating it or trying to paint something as you know, as it was or wasn't or what have you. It was just this is what it is, right? So it started when I was a kid. And then obviously, you know, getting in the business side of things and creating content. And without going into detailed diesel, there's some things that happen, I think, along the way, uh, especially when you have some run-ins with the very entity that you are covering and building your business around that make it really easy to be objective. And I'll just leave it at that. But, uh, no, it's, it's just one of those things, diesel, where I've just always believed in calling it like I see it. And that's how I operate in daily life. And, you know, this might sound crazy to some people, but I say one of my greatest advantages, guys, is that I'm not an alumni at the University of South Carolina. I think some people, they get so tied into their alumni and they walk those halls and they walk that campus, like, you know, saying something that might be even slightly controversial about the University of South Carolina. It's like talking about one of their family members. And as big of a fan as I am, I, I just don't have that type of connection to it. And I'm I'm grateful for that because I'm able to see the forest and the trees and just call it what it is, and I think people resonate with that. That's why TSUS has, has been as successful as it's been to this point. So, Chris, it's almost like you've been listening to our show or something, man. Like we said last week, <laughs> we said last week that uh, Gamecock fans act like a criticism of their team is like somebody said something about their mm-hmm. mama, you know. And I think I yeah, said I mean, that. I, I think I, I said could, that on yeah. your show. And that, like, I've yeah. never lived in a place where it's like that before. I, I've, I've, I've never yeah. – that is such a foreign way of thinking to me that, like, somebody would take it like a personal attack that I, that I said, man, that offensive mm-hmm. line of yours is a joke or Beamer's game plan was an embarrassment. Like, they, they take that as a personal affront. That really is something, Chris. So, I'll um, – you know, I'll, I'll shift gears with, the, with you here to this – What are uh, on the field in terms of how this team is performing? What are the three biggest problems right now as you see them? Three biggest problems, Mark, and I feel like there's a plethora to choose from. So, number one, you got to start with the offensive line. I mean, you're up to 31 sacks allowed now, six sacks in that game at Missouri. Uh, You just don't have a chance, right? Like you said, Mark, it's a one-man football team. Spencer Rattler, God bless him. And, guys, I'm actually starting to get worried about Spencer Rattler's well-being. 
because he took some shots in that Missouri game that I was just happy to see him get up. I mean, really, truly, it, it, it got scary there for a moment. So I'd say number one is offensive line. Number two, I, I would say, guys, defensive identity from the standpoint of, you know, if, if it's not one thing, it's another for this Gamecocks defense. They sell out to stop the run. They get gutted in the passing game. They sell out to stop the pass. They get gutted in the running game. Like, they, they just can't do two good things at one time necessarily. Like, they're not really good at anything, right? They're averaging about 7.9 yards per play allowed in the passing game, about five yards per carry allowed in the rushing attack. Like, they're just really not good at anything. And, guys, I would say the third thing that's the you know, biggest problem area, deficiency, what have you, I just don't think Beamer Ball is playing the type of role it played last year in the first two years of Shane Beamer's tenure. And, you know, that was something, guys, it's one thing because obviously you're making a big play, you're blocking a punt, you're blocking a kick, you're taking a kick. Guys. But, guys, what it does for momentum, it completely flips the game on its head, right? All of a sudden, you know, the other team is frazzled. They're kind of scrambling. Now they're playing behind the eight ball. South Carolina just hasn't gotten those momentum-changing plays. And that was one of the things, guys, right, that worried us so much coming into this year because you can't bank on those things happening year after year after year. Sometimes you got to win football games in conventional ways, and they just haven't been able to do that. So, guys, there are others. I mean, I could talk about injuries. I could talk about road woes. Thankfully, the last game of the season is, is upcoming. But, you know, when you ask me my, my biggest problem areas, those would be my top three right now. Chris, do you foresee any major coaching changes this offseason? Obviously, with Dowell Loggins just getting there, you're probably not going to make a change uh, at, at OC. But, you know, uh, you have to have talented players, but you have to have coaches that can put them in the right position and train them what to do in certain situations. Are we going to see a coaching change? Well, first off, Diesel, I think Dowell Loggins is absolutely safe. You know, you look at what he's done with Spencer Rattler. I know the home and road splits have been really, really tough. They're di- they're disturbing to a degree. Uh, I think you also have to look at the competition they played on the road. So, But Dabble Loggins, after one year, he's going to be safe, right? I don't think this is a Danny, no situation, anything like that. But I will be stunned if there's not a major overhaul in this staff in the offseason, starting with Clayton White, a defensive coordinator. I, I just – I know Shane Beamer's loyal to a fault. I totally get that and understand that. And he gives his guys every opportunity to succeed. I mean, guys, look at Marcus Satterfield. He gave him – all the time he could. And I think it took a little bit of extra motivation to get Marcus Satterfield finally kicked out of there. Um, I got to think Clayton White's going, man. Something's got to give. They've got to make an adjustment. They've got to make a change. There's going to be immense pressure behind closed doors to make that happen. I wouldn't be surprised to see Monterio Hardesty, the running backs coach, get the boot. I wouldn't be surprised to see a change at the offensive line coach, Lonnie Teasley, although he's recruiting really well. Um, I I think at minimum one coach is gone. And I think it's going to be a major coordinator. And then, again, I would not be surprised there's a couple of position coaches there as well. Guys, you, you win four or five games, which is what they're staring down the barrel of. you got to change up something, right, because the definition of insanity is doing the same thing over and over and over again. And he'll be entering a pivotal, pivotal year four of his tenure because, guys, as we know, coaches aren't getting six, seven, eight years to build a program. If this thing, in my opinion, is not rolling by 2025 – I think that's when we really start talking about Shane Beamer, hot seat. Does the future include him as the head coach? So I I think something's going to have to give, and I think it will. Well, that was going to be actually, Chris, you kind of touched on it, my next question. Like, if we're sitting here next year and he's two and five, does he get a year five? That's a great point, Mark, because it's, it's, you know why it's a great point? It's, It's really easy to sit here, Mark, and say, because I was asked this question after the game Saturday, and I said, 
I think he gets to 2025 at minimum. I think he gets five years. Because you look at next year, Mark, I mean, I know there's no excuses, but you're going to have a redshirt freshman quarterback with no experience. O-line and D-line are inevitably going to be question marks again. You might have a new D coordinator. And, oh, by, by the way, the schedule, I know it's not as tough as Florida's, but it's still a really, really yeah, tough Yeah, but you schedule. get four wins. Good, Chris, Chris, you get yeah, Old Dominion, right. no, Akron, Old Dominion yeah. Akron, Wafford, and Vanderbilt. Give me a break. Right. So you start yeah. you start 4-0. Right, right, right. You start 4-0. and <laughs> If you can somehow manage 4-4 four and four in the SEC, you got a good season, right. right? Right. No, indeed, indeed. So to your point, Mark, what I was going to say is that it's really easy to sit here today and say, okay, cooler heads prevail. Beamer gets still year five no matter what. It is much more difficult to be sitting here in the same spot next year and be going through this again and still not seeing progression and still not seeing development and still not seeing improvement and say, it's okay, let's just give it one more year of this. It's much, much tougher, right? I'm sure Arkansas fans would have said, oh, Sam Pittman, he'll get to year five, six, seven. Well, now they want him fired, guys. So no coach is immune to the effects of losing. And, I, you know, I, I still believe in Shane Deemer. I still believe that he's the guy and he can get it done. But it comes down to wins and losses, guys. And they, they need to string a couple together at the end of this season just to build some sort of positive momentum going into a really pivotal year four. So can the Gamecocks win on Saturday against Texas A&M? No. no. They no. can't. Not, 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 not with the – well – I'll say yes, but it's because of Texas A&M's incompetence. It's not because South Carolina, I think, all of a sudden. I learned my lesson, Mark, with the whole Mizzou game. I, I, I am more so now writing off the Tennessee and Clemson games last year. I, I'm not going to say they're flukes. Here's what we have to keep in mind, though, Mark. This team's not going to quit on Shane Beamer, but that was a completely different roster, a completely different set of circumstances. Like, the majority of the guys who orchestrated that, they're gone. They're not on the roster anymore. So I don't think we can sit here and say, well, that's going to happen again. Well, this is a completely different group of dudes outside of a couple, right? So to expect them to deliver in the same way I think is unfair. Um, I mean, Texas A&M is a joke with Bobby Petrino and, and, and Jimbo Fisher. I, I don't know. They don't know what they're doing right, but they're coming off a of bye week. South Carolina is just injured everywhere. They've got so many freaking injuries. We don't know if they really get can go. They might be on like their – second string and walk on offensive linemen and you know this is a game though mark i'll tell you if south carolina beats texas a&m i think jimbo fisher's gone i think buyout and all i don't think i think that'll be the final nail in the coffin for him so they've got a lot riding on this one i just don't think realistically the gamecocks are going to have the horses to compete in this one you got to go with talent you got to go with the home foot advantage it's a venue they've never won at and uh i just Spencer Rattler is going to be running for his life, and the Gamecocks defense, I wouldn't trust them to stop a nosebleed right now. So I, I can't pick Carolina to beat Texas A&M at this point. Ten seconds, quick, Chris. Scale of 1 to 10, likelihood Beamer is the right guy for the Gamecocks long term? Seven. Wow. Very, still very confident. I'll say seven. There you go. Mm-hmm. All right, buddy. Uh, yeah. By the way, Chris, yes to your question. Uh, we'll connect on time and date for later this week, okay? Beautiful. Mark Diesel, I appreciate you guys. Always a blast. All right, thanks so much. Chris Phillips, the Spurs Up show. He, You heard him. It, you know, is, is your confidence in Beamer waning? Should he be on the hot seat? And I just asked Chris point blank, scale of 1 to 10, likelihood he's the right guy for South Carolina long term? He said 7. What's your number? We got the top 5 at 5. And it's coming your way next, right here, on the most interactive sports talk show anywhere. Offsides, Mark Ryan and Diesel, and we are the fan upstate.
We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month without a pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. Protect your vehicle's engine with a full synthetic oil change and save with Mobile One at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Purchase five quarts of Mobile One full synthetic motor oil and receive a $10 O'Reilly gift card after rebate. See store for details. With your Mobile One purchase, you'll also receive two times points during Old Rewards Bonus Points Month at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts. Listen to every MLB game live. The deep left center field, it is high, it is far, it is gone. Stream minor league affiliates. The Midwest League home run leader. And watch the best baseball highlights and look-ins on MLB Big Inning. MLB at bat is your all-in-one live baseball subscription for only $3.99 per month. Deep left field, it's going to go. Alvarez ties the game. Subscribe to at bat within the MLB app today. Major League Baseball trademarks used with permission.